Welcome to the Life is Relationships podcast, where we share biblical truths about marriage, parenting, and discipleship. The desire of CTCI is to see individuals and families restored in their relationship to the Father and for them to be empowered to have thriving, godly relationships that impact the communities around them. Hey, welcome back to today's episode. Today we're talking with Casey and Erica Wilson. Um, welcome back to the show, guys. Yeah, great talking to you today, AJ. Thank you, AJ. Absolutely. Um, one thing that uh, that we've seen in culture that we kind of want to talk about is that it's not uncommon today for us to hear people talk about my truth. And mm-hmm. I used air quotes there. People can't see it because this is audio, <laughs> but my truth is in air quotes yeah. on this one. Um, and what I have observed and what I think that is happening far more frequently than not is that people are talking about their belief or opinion about a certain topic and situation or even something that they have experienced. Um, but they state it as truth. And so I kind of want to start there. And why do you think people have started to use this particular phrase more frequently? Well, you know, I actually looked up uh, the phrase, my truth, because I wasn't sure if it was, it is a title to a movie. I couldn't figure out what the movie was about, but it was a few other things. But the Urban Dictionary hits it as a non-negotiable personal opinion. And (laughs) I would totally agree with that. It's not a truth. It's a personal opinion. and, And it's one that you hold close to heart, right? Right. And they don't, they don't want to be argued with, right? Or triggered about it. It's just what they believe. And they just want to stay in that place. And they're not, you're not really welcome to challenge that. So well, and and all of us at one point in our life can relate to this. I can, especially before Christ, (laughs) which is fun. I mean, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth. It's funny that he reveals himself as the truth in this discussion, because that's really the, yeah, what needs to happen. There's a change here. But Anyway, there was a time in my life where I probably would have used that same language, right? My truth to describe how I feel or my opinion. Um, We don't. So here's here's how this plays out In, in a world where that's true, where you can have your own objective truth about things. Just consider how that would play out if you were, say, driving a car and you just felt like the red light is actually the green light and the green light's actually the red light. And because you would like to change those realities, you, you're going to live by them. So red means go and green means stop. And so you try to live like that. And what happens is, is absolute chaos. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's just, there's objective truth that society needs to live by that civil law puts upon us. So that way we can live in peace and harmony with each other. Like those all things, all those things need to be around us. Um, everyone's home. The parents are going to establish certain truths that govern their home. It might be a curfew or a bedtime or rules or the type of language or movies that you watch. Those are truths or or, or um, goals that you have for your own home, right? But when we talk about truth, we're actually talking about what is objective fact, like what is true to be true, right? Right. Yeah, you know, um, Proverbs talks about this a lot, a lot. You know, in Proverbs fourteen twelve it says. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death, right? And there's oh, so many plethora of scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 21, 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. But unfortunately, what's happened in our society is we've gotten to the place of so much uh, personal... Um, 
how do I say this? Independence, selfishness. Selfishness, <laughs> self-focusedness, self-care, self, um, 100% um, don't want to be challenged, don't want to be facing conflict, want to feel accepted and affirmed in every single thing I believe. And it's a dangerous place. And I think the enemy has pulled a fast one on us big time. Because if he can start getting us to believe that all truth is subjective and there is no absolute truth, it puts us in the very dangerous waters he wants us in because we'll never look for the truth if we don't believe there is such a thing, right? And so we live in this self-focused culture where you, you know, what's funny is that you constantly see those signs and posters and stickers everywhere saying, stay humble, well, they don't mean humility like Christ means humility. That's not what it's talking about. It has little to do with the humility that Christ calls us to. Um, it's really about not exerting your truth on over <laughs> others. Stay humble means don't go saying that your truth is better than my truth. But for the Christian person, we have to realize that, yes, our truth, my truth is a hot mess, and it isn't the truth. All the truths that I hold to are very subjective, but I do understand and recognize that there is objective truth. There is an absolute truth. That truth exists in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And and the, the truth of everything and the truth of the matter lies in knowing the one who created it all. Right, and, and, we, and right. we say Jesus, just to clarify for mm-hmm. you, Erica, we point to Jesus because we're recognizing him as the creator of all things, the designer of all things, right? He's the one that holds all things together. And so he's the one that sets the laws in motion. He's, he, he is truth in that regard. All things point back to him. Yeah. So... You guys are pointing out some really great stuff. I had not looked up that Urban Dictionary like <laughs> definition of it, and I think I think it's great. It's really interesting because it ties into to this next question that I have here, which is like, why do you why do you guys think that people continually use the phrase "my truth" rather than just talking about it as their opinion or something they experienced or their perspective on a situation? Um, like, do you think that there's an identity part that is tied up in the use of this phrase? Well, sure, sure. An opinion means, well, this is something that I've thought about, but it may not be true. It's like you're leaving yourself open to be challenged, right, and experience. But I think people don't want to be challenged, and that's why, you know, part of the deception is thinking that my thoughts are who I am. Yeah. But thoughts are like feelings. They're like fleeting and not every thought that pops in your head actually comes from you. <laughs> you know, it could just be an idea. It could be something you've heard. It could be something the enemy is trying to put on your radar. It could be an emotion translated to a, a fleeting thought that you know is not true, but we entertain those things, right? And so if the, if the spirit of the age can convince us that our identity, our thoughts are our identities, then now we're, formula, we're forming ourselves around these thoughts, and they're not to be challenged because you're challenging my thoughts is you're literally challenging me as a person. And, and we really, really have to be careful as discerning people in this universe to separate our feelings and our thoughts away from our identity and not associate them with our identity, especially based on what the scriptures tell us that our literal, our thoughts and feelings will lead us to death if we follow them there. Yeah. AJ, I would, I would, from my own experience, 
the reason why I fell in love with the Bible and my heart literally came alive and, and pursued God is because when I sat down and started reading the Bible, especially Genesis, those early pages of Genesis, I didn't just see thoughts. It wasn't like just reading philosophy. I started to see the voice of a father telling me who I was, while I, why, why I was created, what I was created for, like purpose was breathed out on me, right? And I think without that, when you don't have a father, um, that, that voice of a creator God, that father figure speaking into your life and telling you what is truth, then you have to create it. Mm-hmm. And, and you create it out of the world around you. You create it out of the thoughts that come in your head, the music you listen to, the movies. You create it. And, and what you're doing is you're, you're creating, um, we all do this. It's how we find our identity. You create your purpose. You create who you are. And what Erica's pointing out is that if we get our, our identity horizontally in life, if we get it from this world, we're, we're always going to be confused. We're going to be lost there. We get our identity. Identity comes from, from who we are created from. Okay. And so even when we see it in the family play out, uh, we, we, we talk about this. You're the son of, and you would say the person's last name, you're created in the image. Your identity is tied to your family in that regard. Right. As we get ready to wrap today, what are some ways that you would encourage, um, anybody that's listening to maybe take a look at their belief systems or what their opinions or what their truths are and encourage them in a way to maybe reevaluate those belief systems or, or those thought processes. I've got a fun story, and then Erica can close this out. Um, <clears throat> years ago, this was I had come to faith when I was around 18, 19 years old. I got married when I was 21, and I have a younger brother who's three years, three years younger than me, and he was not a believer at the time. In fact, he was the one that was most antagonistic to my faith or to to the to Christianity in my immediate family at the time. And, and so I love the young man. We're, we're great friends. I love him. Ben, if you're listening, I love you. Here's a story about us. Uh, <laughs> one day we were sitting out in front of Borders Books in Roseville, and we were sitting around this little round table, and he was talking to me about life. And I can't remember exactly what we were bantering about. But he kept asking me questions, and I would respond, and I would say, well, the Bible says... And he would ask me a question, and I'd say, well, the Bible says. And eventually, he finally said, and he kind of yelled at me, he said, he said, I don't care what the Bible says. I want to know your opinion. And I responded and said, I don't have a, an opinion. I believe what the Bible says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know there's some humor in that, but there was, at, at that point in my life, that was extremely true. Like, I had surrendered my opinion. I had placed it on the altar. I'd given up my opinion. And I was finding, I was finding such joy in who God had said I was and what God says about life. And so my opinions were were just, they were so far out of out of the scope. Now I understand that in life we all have to have opinions and preferences of food choice. The Bible doesn't tell me what to eat or what color t-shirt to wear. It doesn't do that. But in regards to life. In the main storyline of what we're all living in, God has given up countless examples and clarity on, on who we are and what we're made for and what we're to do. Uh, and so in that, I was deferring back to the scriptures. And so I would just say that if you're listening 
and, and, you know, you're wrestling with my truth and all these things, I would just say that, you know, you are, you are hanging on to cotton candy when you could be sitting down and eating steak dinners. Uh, you are enjoying much lesser things when you could be relishing in deep, rich truths about who you really are. Mm-hmm. So trade it. I mean, just grab a Bible, start reading, enjoy it, dive in full head first and dance through that thing hours after hours after hours and just listen to who God is and see his character and who he is and who he says you are. Right. You know, the truth is, (laughs) the truth is that there is absolute truth. There is a reality, a real, uh, a real essence to our existence, right? We are alive. I think we can all agree, you know, philosophically speaking, we exist. And and I've heard it say, I heard the saying that there's three truths, right? There's your truth, there's my truth, and then there's the actual facts of the truth. matter that involve your perception and my perception, but how those perceptions are misconstrued or or off from the realities, right? And and it is a very dangerous world to live in. I don't even think you can sanely live in the world where there is not at least something that is really true. And um, you have to choose, like Casey did, like I did, like you have, AJ. You have to choose that and, and give that mental uh, surrender that there is something that is absolutely true and determine if it's important for you to find out what that is. You know, uh, we, all of our experiences and many of our beliefs, all of our understanding is very subjective in nature, right? We're limited in our understanding. Our scope is very small, right? In, in the big scheme of things, you could look at it as this. We're like fish in a fish tank or we're fish in water, but we don't know that we're wet, right? <laughs> we have no bird's eye, 10 thousand mile above the earth view of everything only one being has that full understanding and that being is the lord he was the one at the beginning he does know the truth about everything he does see every person's heart right he does know how the universe works he created it in wisdom he has full understanding about everything so we could either be willingly ignorant of that and choose to live in our own reality and our own understanding, but miss completely reality. Or we can say in humility, in real Christ-like humility, I, I, I don't know. The Bible just told me that every man thinks his way is right, but only the Lord searches the heart. So now I've got to start testing my beliefs, taking every thought captive, right? to the obedience of Christ is what the scripture instructs us, but we have to test our beliefs against an absolute. For me, that's going to be the word of God. Why? Because the person who was here the whole time probably has the best understanding. So I'm going to go with his revelation than mine, but it, we've got to have a framework. We've got to be willing to allow our belief systems and continually check those beliefs against the one thing that we know is absolutely true. And hold it with an open hand, yeah. you know, have some hum- real humility in it all. Um, but no, when push comes to shove, you've, you've got to seek the absolute truth. It's, point, it's, it's meaningless to live in a world where you create your own truth 
it doesn't line up with everybody's truth. And maybe that's why we see so much conflict and polarization in our world right now, because we refuse to believe that there's something that we can't agree on. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the beauty is, you know, God has given us the freedom to have preferences. Uh, you know, I get to pick my my wife. Erica gets to pick her husband. There's preferences in those things. We get to pick the meals and the way that we express our life. We get to do that. Uh, but that's that's... I think where culture is fumbling over and making their truths based on their opinions and their preferences. And what we're talking about is a vertical truth that comes from God, like Erica said, that tells us. It's almost like a parent speaking truth into a child. A child assumes so much at such a little age. They assume so much in their little pea brains <laughs> what's best for them. And God is able to give clarity, shine light, and tell us uh, what real truth is. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today and uh, and giving some clarity and some guidance in how to navigate um, just this part of our culture today. Thank you, AJ. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And we would love if you left us a review. For more information about CTCI and our upcoming programs, be sure to check out ctcilife.org. This podcast is a production of Christian Training Center International, and it is produced by A.J. Selby and Seth Stradling.